Large companies are starting to tokenize their assets through blockchain technologies, but they are still in the early stages. To predict where they will go from here, we can look back at how the public blockchain domain developed. Initially, in the public blockchain domain, the speed of this tokenized onto different networks it's atrocious. that were not connected together. Eventually, these disconnected you can actually see were linked via the that he is already struggling of public blockchain. But in my opinion, we expect to see. Ladies and gentlemen, comrades, welcome to episode 21 of the Quamfy Show. Today, I am still flying solo. Tim is um, still on his trip through Europe. Seen uh, pictures from him being in Portugal, Spain, um, Gibraltar, and so on. Tim, hope you're having a fun time. It's going to be a pretty quick episode. I am uh, under the weather, and uh, so are the kids. So this place is... Uh, a little bit of a, of a disaster zone. Um, I had guests for tonight. Unfortunately, um, that fell through. Um, you'll still be getting those guests and the video. Um, but that will take a couple of days until um, it is finalized. So what will we be talking about today? Um, Quant, they have opened up the, the marketing faucet in a way. Um, there are at least two videos on their on their YouTube. We'll be able to look at that, and um, we'll be going through their Twitter. We'll have a brief look at price, and um, then I'll be toast. I'm already toast. So let's uh, let's let's just dig in. Um, right here on the Quant X page. They write about their latest short film, which was produced by Alliance Fintech, um, where both Gilbert and Martin um, participated in a video. Apologies. Speaking on the future of money. CBDCs, programmable payments, tokenized deposits. Um, this video actually stayed up. Um, I know a lot of people downloaded it straight off the bat because um, of fear that it would be taken down, uh, same as the, the previous video. So um, this is from November 27th. It is today, November uh, 28th. Uh, as you can see here, there's two videos. Uh, the second, videos will, second video we'll get in in a bit, which is uh, also interesting, but for, oh, my opinion, different reasons. Um, they also wrote an article accompanying um, said video. Uh, links to all of this are obviously in the description. Um, this is written by Rachel Baugh. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, apologies. B-A-U-G-H, tagged CBDC digital currencies in digital pound. Um, quote from Gilbert, CBDCs are programmable payments with tokenized deposits give people greater control over their money. And um, the video is also on the homepage of Quant themselves. Um, interesting take is 
that once again, and they open fire on uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, there was a discussion in the Quantum Lounge 2.0 the other day um, whether Quant was a cryptocurrency and why Gilbert would defame cryptocurrencies at large as his token is one of them. Um, and the distinction was well made in the discussion that Gilbert, quote unquote, lashes out towards all the cryptocurrencies trying to be money. He's making the point very well in the video. I recommend you watch it. We'll look at uh, a small bit of it in a, in a sec. But Quant is not trying to be money. It's a utility token, and there is a distinction. So well, legally as practically, right? Um, Quant is not, the token is not created to become money. It's not to be used as money. It's not pretending to be money. It's designed to be used on the network, um, and that is it. Yet, uh, the Bitcoins of this world um, are actually trying to replace money, and Gilbert makes, uh, my opinion, a strong case uh, for that that will never happen, uh, not at scale. And that there are certain things that currencies need to abide by before they can be called currencies, and the cryptocurrency term um, kind of murks the waters a bit. Um, people questioning whether token not needed, uh, team abandoning the token, which they're obviously not. Um, but yeah, the devil is in the details as always. Um, some statistics here once again, right? 93% central banks exploring CBDCs and uh, not going into the politics, but these things are happening. And um Quant's a good way, in my opinion, to get uh, some exposure to that. Um, obviously, talking about the cashless societies, um, speaking about the limitations that our current fiat system has, right? Right now, we're working with e-money. I can send money by phone to Tim in the Netherlands, and it will be, will be there instantaneously. Instantly, sorry. Um, yet, no money has changed hands right now. That will all be settled later. And the same goes for when you uh, pay at a store, right? It's all IOU letters, and it just creates an enormous backlog. And nothing is automated, and um, there's very little to no security when you pay um, sellers online, um, any way, shape, or form, and so on. So it is time to evolve, and CBDCs can do this. Um, here they speak about the programmable payments, using tokenized deposits, real-time tokenized banking, um, all those good things. And Quant is front and center of this. Um, it's more and more clear that what they did with Project Rosalind, right, is so, so, so much more than um, just an experiment. And it, its reach goes, goes far uh, beyond uh, just that project, right? Project Meridian. It's also um, in the video, um, Project Embridge, uh, more or less confirmed MDAP, also highlighted in the video, uh, as we will see right, uh, right now. Beautiful layout. Very nice editing, in my opinion. 
Tomorrow's money needs to be interoperable, programmable, and secure. operates very digitally. We roam the world with our phones digitally. We, we move easily between countries and everything comes with us. But the one thing that's been left behind is, is our money. People think our money is digital. We've got internet banking. We've, we've got automatic return payments and transactions, card payments. Uh, all of those things are, a, are an overlay of the old money system. Um, when you do a tap on, on a payment, a lot of things happen in the back end. And linked to that is, is a lot of parties that have to do things just to make that transaction happen. There's a way to streamline it, obviously, with, with fraud checks, counterparty risk checks, but there's a better way if you make it purely digital uh, in line with society's needs. Uh, it removes a lot of the friction, it creates a lot of efficiency, and really provides a new way to, to use money. Not super smart, it works okay, but there's quite a lot of friction in it. And then we've got things like cryptocurrencies coming up, we've got private currencies from big tech companies coming up. So where we are we're at the moment, we're at a bit of a crossroads. What are consumers gonna be using to pay for things? And CBDC is kind of the answer to that in terms of do, where do you wanna go, right? Do you want your money to be owned by and controlled by random people on the internet, by massive tech companies or by the government you elected? Today's money is, it varies a lot, right? In the UK, it's great. We have some of the best payment systems in the world. In other countries, it's not so good but there's only so much you can do with it. There's no programmability, there's no automation. It isn't very smart um, and it's quite fragmented. CBDC promises to add a whole level of programmability and automation to people's money so that they've got workflows, but it makes your money, your bank account in your money roam. If I'm selling you- This is uh, what I spoke about. Yeah, the Enbridge platform uh, where you see uh, the central bank of the United Arabic Emirates, People's Bank of China, Bank of Thailand, uh, Hong Kong Monetary Authority. Um, they are all caught up in this. Um, technically, if this is an MDAP for Overledger, that would obviously be great. Um, them looking at this, pointing at this in this video. Um, I like to think it's for us something and you promise to pay me I've just got to trust you if it's a CBDC you can promise to pay me and you can lock the money for me right so you can't spend that money on anything else I know you're good for it so then I'll send you whatever it is that you're buying from me you don't pay until you've received it you look at it you go okay this isn't broken Martin wasn't lying about it I want to pay it you sign for it with a delivery company delivery company is connected to the system that releases the money that was locked in your bank account to me that principle applies to lots of different transactions. The whole concept of some shots the from within the complex and I think and the office very maybe difficult to do. What yeah. we're doing as Quant is really being the the pioneer in this space, making uh, the the leap to digital currencies from central banks or to, to commercial bank money very easy and seamless to do. We're making it easy to integrate into existing systems. Expensive um, coffees. They can get involved today. They can, they can do a, a, a private-public partnership. They can co-create what a CBDC should look like for them. They can have uh, a seat at the table to provide their requirements. And what we do as Quant is really help everyone evolve to a new form of money, to a new form of smart money. Yeah, so there's a lot of things there. If you go through the video, um, people from Council, Found other screenshots as well.
um, other laptop screens from Project Meridian and such. Um, they're Gilbert eggs, I think. Um, he knows. He knows that we go through these things with a fine-tooth comb. And um, we, we try and figure out as much as we can from these videos. And uh, I mean, it's not really leaking. I think, I mean, most things we already know. I'm not saying he's making mistakes, but uh, it's a nice little one-two with the community, I think. Um, so a lot of things getting revealed. Um, other video, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, last time when, when, when they launched a couple of videos, we hoped that things would be ramping up. Um, we still have to wait and see, right? It's, uh, I mean, things change quickly there and they pivot whenever they can with their agile methodology, um, which is a blessing and a curse, obviously, because we cannot put any uh, expectations on the horizon. On the other hand, we can also expect that they will go which is best with the way which is best for the company. Um, and in the end, that will translate into um, returns on our end, right? Short-term pain, long-term gain. Um, it's quite silly that we want Gilbert to release gateways. Um, well, that's that's not silly, but we want him to do it now, which is silly, because that would imply that we know better how to run his company than he does. As Greg said, Gilbert, go make me my millions faster. Um, it struck me a little bit as odd, but yeah. Um, millions. Bitcoin. Looking at price, CoinGecko right now. Um, on the seven day, Bitcoin up 2.2%. As you can see on the graph here, Bitcoin is a nice little bump. I saw people in groups crying. We're up 3% and everybody's celebrating. And those were the same people that were crying their eyeballs out a day and a half ago when Bitcoin dropped a whopping half percent with a zoomed-in chart. I think I think it was just it. Yeah, maybe this one. I don't know. It's uh, fucking hilarious to me. You guys... Uh, reject a 3% pump, which boils down to 20 billion market cap in dollars-ish, I think. Um, that, that's an increase, right? In fucking, what, 12 hours? 20 billion, right? Um, not a Bitcoin fan, still not. But saying that 3% is shit gains on an asset that is 34,000 euros, um, I would recommend to check your checkbook and see when the last time was that you made 3% sustainable gains in 12 hours. Um, I mean, I know we're all numb to big numbers. Come on, people. Get a, get a hold of yourself. Um, so uh, all the charts look reasonably green everywhere. Um, most of them are just following Bitcoin. I apologize, guys. I'm so destroyed. Um, yeah, every chart has the same fish hook 
on the right ends, right? Uh, Bitcoin will go without taking everybody with it to a degree. Um, where can we find our good old quant? Quant is below BitTensor again, I see, market cap-wise. BitTensor was below quant yesterday. Um, also following Bitcoin neatly. Quant up 1.4% on the week. BitTensor up 7.8% on the week. Uh, 8.6 for BitTensor on the day, whilst 1% for Quant. Um, besides that, we have all the usual suspects in the top 50. Nothing really crazy. Um, gaps are not that big anymore, in my opinion, right? Looking at the top 10, that's a 10 billion market cap. Um, whilst top well, sorry guys, top 30 uh, is two and a half billion. Um, so it's all pretty close together. Uh, when bull market starts, that will start to pull apart more and more. The top five right now is only 30 billion. I believe you needed already like 20 billion to be top 10, uh, peak 2021. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes in the coming months. Not really a big believer of the whole uh, happening cycle. I think that will lose more and more of its uh, finesse. Uh, if I said that right. But yeah, um, we'll see. Hey, as for the other video, right? So they uploaded this called Bridge to the Future. Uh, it's a video with Luke Riley. The description speaks or reads... Um, the world of finance is going through a transformation with the introduction of tokenization. However, one of the major challenges in realizing the benefits of tokenization is interoperability. Dr. Riley elaborates on a path towards interoperability and how quant's overledged technology can contribute to achieving it. He also covers the crucial factors that businesses must consider when adopting bridging technology and the common pitfalls to avoid. Um, so this is um, an extension, I think, of uh, an article that they posted uh, a week ago or something, something like that. I, I, I didn't prepare this article. It just came to me. Um, so that's why I'm scrolling on screen right now trying to find it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I'll try and put it in the description. Um, this video is interesting, and, and I'll show you why. Welcome to a special edition of Quant Perspectives with Dr. Luke Riley, our Head of Innovation. Today, we will discuss the benefits and challenges of cross-network bridges and their role in unlocking the blockchain economy. The tokenized asset market is predicted to be worth approximately $4 trillion by 2030. How prepared is the financial services industry to seize this opportunity? Large companies are starting to tokenize their assets through blockchain technologies, but they are still in the early stages. To predict where they will go from here, we can look back at how the public blockchain domain developed. Initially, in the public blockchain domain, the speed of this tokenized onto different networks it's atrocious. that were not connected together. Eventually, these disconnected you can actually see were linked via the that he is already struggling of 
public blockchain. But in my opinion, we expect to see a similar progression. They goofed the speed the up. Right? This is normal space. speed. And this is 1.25. More crucial because we will need to link permission blockchain networks to permissionless blockchain networks with secure bridges. So what are the implications of adopting bridge technology and how should organizations plan for it? To achieve their objectives, organizations need to have a clear understanding of bridge technology so they can make the correct technical decisions. This sounds example, a lot better, right? They need to understand who will be the bridge operators. Do they want <coughs> one person to run the entire bridge? Nope. I want think selective... that they made a mistake in the editing and um, used the introduction speed for the entire video. Um, and sorry, the the speed just keeps on on fluctuating, from my experience at least. Um, but yeah, um, watch this on your own time. Watch the two x speed. You can still follow along. Are they happy um, for the bridge to escrow tokens on the origin side? But there's some uh, there's some goodness in there for the for the people that are really into the into the tech. Um, want to know more? about possibilities of how the networks work and and what the capabilities of overledger are um and technically they're 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 infinite um which is cool so the bridges part i'm going to show this really quick overledger bridges follow the secure asset transfer protocol which we are co-developing with a working group in the internet engineering task force in summary this means that our bridges are split into two gateway components. One gateway is for gateway. blockchain. So there's one gateway for the destination blockchain. There's another gateway for the origin blockchain. These gateway services can be run by different operators who will authenticate each other as gateway a operators. This setup means that a gateway operator only has to view the blockchain that he is connected to. And this technical design means that secure asset transfer protocol bridges are flexible for connecting permissionless networks as well as permission networks and any combination of either. Bridge hacks. Yeah. So this is interesting, right? So if you can run a gateway on the SetP network, um, you, you could do both, know nothing, manipulate nothing. Um, in my book, this still leaves our remote connector gateway thesis on the table as a reasonable possibility. And um, I know a lot of people disagree with this, um, but from my very limited understanding, right, this is a disclaimer, a gateway operator um, could technically relay permissioned messages because there's no way for a gateway to do anything with the data that is being uh, being sent, right? It's encrypted on the sender side and decrypted on the receiver side and the gateways in between can, can merely forward, right? Um, and yes, they are permissioned, but there is... Uh, a case that could be made for uh, also decentralizing that part. Um, 
And then there's also obviously the permission to permissionless uh, and vice versa, um, which also makes a good case for remote connected gateways and also makes a good case for them to be run by the community, right? Otherwise, there's no decentralization, which is obviously an important point for Gilbert, which it always has been. Um, that's the page out of the book he got from uh, from Bitcoin and um, and other sources. So watch this video yourself. Uh, let me know in the comments um, what questions you have, and I'll do the best I can um, to answer. Um, if you think you can speak to this, um, well, and you want to come on the show, let me know. We'd love to have you and uh, and learn, right? We're always here to learn. Um, this stuff is not easy to teach yourself, to understand yourself, especially if you're not uh, schooled or educated in any way, shape, or form, and you don't make it your full-time job to uh, to understand. Um so yeah, having people on the show here, um, answering our dumb questions and um, and teaching you, the audience, um, I think it's a real opportunity. Um, I want to end this show here. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for. Uh, putting up with me in this uh, crazy uh, ill state. And um, next week, we'll have Tim back in Dutch. In two weeks, we'll be back in English. And in the meantime, uh, we'll be dropping another short English video as well, um, because there will be a giveaway, right? Uh, we had a, a contest of sorts for Mortal Kombat and... Um, we're setting everything up on the back end to make sure you have a great experience in claiming your prizes. So take care in the meantime, stay comfy. I will see you on the next one.